Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I am a feminist, but I once said to my husband, if the good body genie came out of a lamp, what three wishes would you ask for to change my body? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's meant to be a confession of an hypocrisy. There's no need to be so judgy. Some of you are still judging. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Some of you are still fucking judging. Jesus. I think we just want to know what he answered. (laughs) I'm a feminist, but I recently bought a dress that turned out to have way more layers and was way longer than I had thought when I saw it online. Uh, And the fabric looked quite oldish. So when I put it on, I felt like I was like a, a housewife in the 30s. So I've spent every hour since at home pretending that I was a housewife in the 30s. (laughs) And that you don't judge. (laughs) I'm a feminist, but when I once asked my husband what he'd asked the good body genie to change about my body, and he said, nothing, darling, I think you're perfect just the way you are, I said, are you fucking crazy? Are you going to waste this golden opportunity for me to have the body I've always wanted? And made him memorise my very specific instructions in case such a genie appeared when I was out. And it could happen. I told him to just go, oh no, she's perfect. Fuck off. Can you imagine how angry you'd be? No. I'm a feminist, but... Yesterday, whilst wearing the dress, (laughs) you know, my husband had died in the war. (laughs) Just some war, it's not time specific. And I was really alone and helpless. And I let soldiers passing the village, it's now a village, uh, you know, they would would get to sleep on my floor in exchange for fixing my, my MacBook. It's not time relevant. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, some of them would get to join me in bed. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, the whole town would slut-shame me, uh, which, in theory, they wouldn't have to since it's my imagination. <laughs> so I'm a feminist, but I slut-shamed myself in my imagination. 
for sex I didn't have. <laughs> and you dare to judge the good body genie. <laughs> the most practical of all the genies in my mind. I did my laundry today and I didn't wash the dress because I wanted to wear it. <laughs> Is that the dress? No, oh, no, I would never wear You Oh, it's a private dress. <laughs> No, oh, I would never wear it out. <laughs> it looks like I'm dressing up as a 30s husband. That's why it's so good. Sure. I'm a feminist, but I recently went to see Romeo and Juliet in the West End, starring some handsome hunky guy from Game of Thrones. And when I got there and the understudy came out, my first thought was, he's okay, but I wouldn't kill myself over him. <laughs> Genuinely, do you think that? And that play does rely quite heavily on that idea. Because they meet, and it's like three days later, she's prepared to kill herself. I'm questioning. Maybe, maybe he's so awful. You'd kill yourself on the first day. You'd be like, oh, this guy. <laughs> That's not the story. <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I'm a feminist. But today, whilst I was doing laundry, you know, for the soldiers... <laughs> One of them found Deborah's suffragette jewellery and he was like, are you a suffragette? And he, he looked like Chris Hemsworth. And, and I was like, no, no, Deborah, she's this homeless uh, suffragette that I let eat when the soldiers aren't here. And he was like, oh, that's good. And, and uh, I promise to never let you eat again. And, um, and then we had sex on the laundry. <laughs> Wow. But it's 1930s. You were kind of my friend, but you were... We just, had the vote were... by then. There was no suffragette oh, in you the don't, 30s. No, 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 this is not... I had a MacBook in the latest one. There's no... Right. <laughs> this is just... It's Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I don't know why I'm in questioning one, the yeah. anachronism. It's not the worst thing about this by a long way. <laughs> Live from King's Place in London. The Spontanet Shop presents the Guilty Feminist. This is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. Yay! Yay! Hello, 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 and welcome to The Guilty Feminist. Thanks for coming out. Um, There's a nice chap in the front row there. Hello, welcome. Hello. I was worried men feel outnumbered in this room. Do you feel that way? You, you are, though, aren't you? <laughs> I'm used... I work with mostly women, so it's... Oh, do you? What's your name? Uh, my name's Doug. Doug, lovely. And you work with mostly women. What do you do? Uh, I work for the Tate Gallery. You work for the Tate Gallery? Yeah. Are you single? Because <laughs> that's a sexy job. I had the exact same question, but I, that's because I thought you said something about takeout. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh Tate. Oh, no. no, he said Tate, Tate, Tate Gallery, the one with the big spider. Is that, that, are you working for the Tate Modern or the Tate Britain? Uh, both. Oh, you work for both? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. What do you do for them, Doug? I run their online shop. You run their online shop. See, I was close with takeout. So you were. <laughs> so does the Tate have like sandwiches and <laughs> chips and stuff? Tate catering. I'm not with them. 
Oh, it's, oh, it's, who's in from Tate Martin Catering? <laughs> who's in from anyone, the, Tate, the Tate Cake Shop? Anyone want to switch seats with the, the dark? <laughs> no, no, no. So, dark, if we, so if we wanted a sort of particularly lovely Damien Hurst tea towel, we should come to you. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Can you get me anything under the counter? <laughs> That's what the kind of that merch mean? I'd be interested in. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't a sexual offer. That was a, just a. Can, can Doug get me something under the counter? counter? You sound so posh. So that just sounds like really posh. Like flirting. <laughs> Do you want to slip me a I'm not... Tate Martin fridge magnet <laughs> under the counter? That, it's not. No, it's not posh. Really, I'm not really posh, Sophie. I'm from Australia. I'm essentially. Have you seen Muriel's Wedding? Yeah, that's where I'm from. I am Muriel from Muriel's Wedding, except I've spent longer reinventing myself. Basically, I'm three sequels on, and uh, I've got away, but it comes and goes. You know, you'll hear it every now and again. You're terrible, Muriel. <laughs> Do you kind of like that, Doug? <laughs> Come here. Oh, good, good, good. I say, are you Doug's girlfriend? Yeah. Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm not really... There's <laughs> just something about the way you were looking at that dynamic, and I went, no, this is not appropriate, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you seem lovely too. Have you brought your boyfriend to this podcast, or has he brought you? Because I don't want to make assumptions, because I had someone come up once and say, my boyfriend brought me, make no assumptions. Oh, equality. what a feminist relationship. Equality. We both came because we equally wanted to. Nobody made anybody do anything. Look at us being egalitarian and free, yes. wheeling with our decisions. That's a lovely, what a 21st century millennial relationship that is. Being no, I'm, being, I'm, I'm genuinely rejoicing in it. I'm, I know, that's not mocking. That's not mocking at all. I'm like, wow, like, you know. I'm, I'm loving it, is what I am. I'm loving it. You look like millennials. <laughs> you, are you millennials? I kind of don't know what that means. Yeah, well, then you're a millennial. <laughs> they don't like to be defined. A millennial does not enjoy any kind of labelling. You're a millennial. You're very similar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we, we should probably do some of the show. <laughs> okay. Digital photography. What was your challenge? So, okay, here's the thing. We, I we went... got a bit. Can we just start by saying Deborah wasn't happy with my choice yes sophie has not done a challenge i have done she's a done challenge. an indulgence <laughs> and usually what happens is my challenge is something like eat three pieces of cake in public and not feel bad about it and ask for extra whipped cream and sophie's challenge is lie in a burlap sack crying myself to sleep until i can face my own inadequacies or something like that but it's always like for a week and I'm just like, why do you do them for a week? Like, just go and do a thing that takes like an hour and see how you feel and do one thing. She always does things for a week. So this week, she's basically taking the fucking week off is what she's done. <laughs> when you hear her challenge, you ha she has not done a challenge. When you hear her challenge, you'll be shocked. And rightly, you should be. And you should judge it. Doug, you should judge it. Um, okay. Uh, my challenge for digital photography, I went to the Dirty Dancing Secret Cinema Immersion Experience. Did anyone else do that? Oh, come on, the guilty feminists, you've all done it. Come on. <laughs> Did anyone else do it? Yeah. You don't need to sound ashamed. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but I went to the Dirty Dancing <laughs> secret cinema immersion experience. And I thought to myself, I wonder if I... Because you've got to dress up like you're in Dirty Dancing. So I thought, I wonder if I can get away with that look. You know where she has, like, a denim cut-off, so a little, like, denim skirt, with that little, like, a white shirt, and you tie it so you can see a bit of your midriff? So I tried it on and I asked Tom, if he, my husband, if he would photograph me because I thought I'd better... A mirror doesn't tell you the whole story. 
and it's a long night. So I got him to photograph me, and you will be unsurprised to know I could not get away with that look. Um, but so I immediately deleted the photo, which is what I do with photos I don't like. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to look again. I think it wasn't that bad. And so I went into deleted photos. That is a terrible land. <laughs> I don't know how many of you have ever gone into your deleted photos. Oh, Jesus wept. It is a bad place. It is a bad, bad place from which there is no return for at least half an hour. You just go, oh, my God, this is who I really am. This is what I really look like. But what I found most interesting about it was that there were bad versions of photos I knew well. Like photos I loved. So my niece has been over from New Zealand and we took her around to London tourist attractions. And it was a photo of us standing on a bridge and I was in a tartan jacket. And I look kind of cool and my hair's a bit messy and stuff. But it's a really nice photo. And I've seen it loads because it's on Facebook. Everyone's liked it and commented on it. So you keep coming back to it. So I've seen that photo like a hundred times. And suddenly I come across the deleted twin sister (laughs) that clearly didn't make it and it's like a mad woman in an attic situation it's like some other half of you that you just go oh my god because that's another truth about what happened on that bridge the one on facebook is a sort of truth i mean it's got a chrome filter so let's be clear i look more successful in it but i just don't look all kind of like angled and sort of the right bit of wind blowing through my hair and sort of standing in the right way so you can't see my stomach whatever i look like this. I, you won't be able to see this at home, but I'm going to do it anyway. I look... <laughs> I look like an aged squirrel that needs to be put out of its misery. Like a very sad, lonely, old, homeless squirrel in a tartan jacket on a bridge with her arm around her incredibly beautiful teenage niece. Do you know what I did for my challenge? I got that photo, and I thought, this is another truth, and this is who I am as well. And I put it on Facebook and I made it my profile picture (laughs) that is where it is now I haven't dared to look to see what people have said because normally if I change my profile picture I get a lot of likes a lot of likes so I don't know what it's got so I'm just going to have a little look while we're all here Um, it's a bit scary I wonder if anyone's going to go oh weird that's a weird picture to put up and they're not going to say it to me are they please tell me they're not (laughs) oh god someone's commented (gasps) Jade's mother has commented, my sister in New Zealand, and she's left a heart. Aww. Sophie Hagen has just commented. No, like, has... like yesterday, didn't I? No, you were commenting now. I saw the little dots coming up. It's like, who's commenting right now? Sophie, she has said hot. But Jade's mother put a heart, because, of course, what she sees is two people she loves having a lovely time on a bridge. And you don't look bad. Oh, come I on. Mean, I, wanna, so, I really want to say fuck you. Yeah, I, I have it zoomed in here. Oh, what? <laughs> Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> I haven't seen it zoomed in. I haven't seen it zoomed in. I just said nothing wrong with it. I just said nothing wrong with it. I said nothing wrong with it. Show people in the front. I'm Doug, Doug, get here now. Other than that, it's a good shot. Yeah, that's another thing. Well, if you think that's me looking good, Doug, I hate you so much. If that's a fine representation of me, then I don't look like I think I look. Why? Why are you doing this? What are you doing now? Why? He's taking actually bad photos. Oh. <laughs> this is just 
Oh, oh, okay, that is that. Delete that fucking now. <laughs> and then delete the delete album. Oh, I'm not. I don't I'm... think you passed your challenge. <laughs> I don't think your challenge should be to accept that you're just ugly in photos. Your challenge should be to realize that you're not ever ugly. <laughs> I've done something lovely there by hugging her, but I know how much she hates <laughs> hugging. So, no, I'm, 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 fi- I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. It's just that. <laughs> it's just that we curate ourselves, and we know we have a look that we do, and we have an angle. And when it's not that, when it's just, <laughs> it's not how we see ourselves. You know what you look like? You look like you were having fun, and you may be like making a face, but like in a fun way, like you were trying to make your knees laugh. That's what it looked like. Really? Yeah. It looked like you were just going like. Oh, like I was being silly. No, oh, no, 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 so it looked like I was doing an impression of an elderly homeless squirrel <laughs> that was oh, t- to make her laugh. You looked like you and your knees were having a good time, and you were kind of just she, oh, laughing. You, I thought you said you on your knees, and I was like, you've seen a different picture of you and your knees. So I thought that's a whole other deleted album. <laughs> Digital photography. Yes, absolutely. There's a big cheer for digital photography. Come on, make it a bigger cheer. It's a better friend to you than that. There's a digital photography. Because you love it more than you love almost anything else. Let us be clear. I saw a news story last year. Did anyone else see this? There was a Korean restaurant in China. And when you went into the restaurant, they took your photo... And then a computer took this photo and decided how good-looking you were. And if it decided you were very good-looking, then your food was free. (laughs) Yes. And there was a sign out the front that said, free food for good-looking. This is true. And people got all up in arms about it. And they were really outraged, saying, how can you do this? How can you say that beautiful people get special treatment? And this is absolutely outrageous. And the town actually made them take the sign down. And they said, we will take the sign down, but we will not stop giving beautiful people free food. You cannot stop us giving things away for free. If we have decided that people are beautiful, then they get free food. It was a whole big thing. And people were very up in arms. A lot of feminists were up in arms. And they were saying, you know, this is a terrible thing. And this is very superficial. But I actually thought, do you know what? I don't mind that because it puts a value on beauty. And that value is some chicken chow mein and a side of fried rice. <laughs> and I think that's right. That's, that's about right. I mean, it should be worth something. It's a quality people like, but it shouldn't be worth like a $20 million movie contract because you haven't done anything to deserve it. It should be worth about 15 quid, including tip. <laughs> if we put a very low but concrete value on beauty, it would change the world. Like, it was just teenage girls starving themselves and waxing themselves and bleaching themselves and plucking themselves and eyelining themselves and doing all these things in the pursuit of beauty. If you said to them, yeah, okay, you can do that. Starve yourself for a few years and bleach yourself and wax and do all these really, really painful things. Okay, what am I going to get? Tooth one at Domino's. No, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that, frankly. And the other reason I don't want that restaurant free food good looking camera to go is because I really would like to try it (laughs) not because I think I'm beautiful but because I genuinely believe I could fool the camera into thinking I was because my selfie management skills are fucking brilliant (laughs) I don't want to intimidate you but I can angle myself 
in a camera to look like Vivian Lee with the right post-production team. And I think we all can. I think we have a really weird relationship now with our cameras. As soon as the camera flipped around, as soon as we could see ourselves as we took that photo, the whole thing changed at that point. Because then we and our camera became like duplicitous lovers. Lovers that told each other, yeah, you're the hottest person I've ever slept with. I'm definitely going to call you. Neither of us meaning it. Your camera, is someone you're hooking up with where you're still bothering to hold your stomach in when you're taking your top off? You know that period of a relationship? Yeah, that period of a relationship where you're still doing angle management. And you're basically saying to your camera, sort of like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 this is really, this is really good, this is really good, I'm liking it, it's good for me, it's good for me. Could you just go a bit higher, just go a bit higher, just go a bit higher, higher, higher. So you just, just so I'm just, just you see up there, I'm, I'm all cheekbone, I'm all cheekbone, I'm, I'm not double chin, what are you talking about? I'm all cheekbone, I'm all cheekbone. I don't even have one chin, plus there's two. Everything else so high, like, see, 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 see. That is basically what happened. And if it had only happened to one of us, if one person had developed a face front camera and spent their whole time taking pictures of themselves, all of their friends would have staged an intervention. But because it's happened to all of us at the same time, nobody's been able to notice because we've all been going... (laughs) I mean, think about it. When was the last time somebody said, come on, let let me take a picture of you guys? That I'm not in. <laughs> 2005. <laughs> Thank you very much. What was your challenge, Sophie? My very real emotional challenge. Oh my god. Was to go to the movies and watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> it was very hard. And I feel like it's a real struggle. What has this got to do with digital photography? Just explain to me. Moving digital photography very, very quickly equals movie. Feminism, it's the female cast. Mm. It's for, uh, yay. It's a lot of trolls mm. are like, oh, bad. It ruined my childhood. Yes, and I thought yeah. I will contribute to those childhoods being ruined uh, financially. But actually, I wouldn't have seen it because I don't care about ghosts. It has nothing to do with them being women. I, I haven't seen the She's old not afraid of no ghosts, <laughs> just to be very clear. I am afraid of no ghosts, is what I'm saying. I wouldn't even know who is a call. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> edit that. And, uh, so I went, and uh, just on like an afternoon, I had two hours before I was getting picked up, and I went to see it, and you know, I was just waiting, and then <clears throat> six young teenage boys walked in, and I was like, oh no. Oh, they're going to be loud and annoying, and oh, they're going to be—they're going to ruin the movie. And then, like, three men came in, and I was like, "Oh, he's going to be a men's rights activist. Or he's going to think this is silly. Or they're going to be really negative." And this—I just can't bear to be in this positive space and then have someone be negative about something that I, I will probably love. So I was really—I felt really insecure and a bit afraid. Why did you? Why did you assume that? Was he wearing like a not all men T-shirt? Or yeah. Something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it is a prejudice. It's just you know, like a group of teenage boys, like really lad and I just thought oh no like there's no way you thought they were going to heckle yeah Mm. I don't know just be negative about it I I didn't know what to expect I just felt a bit unsafe and then the movie started and the kind of the first I don't know which one of them made a joke and they just collapsed in laughter the whole row and the whole way through the film they were laughing and screaming with laughter and they had like such a great time which meant that I was crying the whole way through the film. <laughs> this well, is how you we were moved by these yeah, teenage boys this is how loving it went. watching Joke on screen, women. guys laugh, me cry. <laughs> <laughs> the whole film through. I was like, oh, that's a funny joke. Oh, God, they're laughing. 
And like the three men were howling with laughter. And there's a scene where one of them does something really cool. That's, I'm not going to spoil anything, but... Okay, spoiler alert, she kills a ghost. Oh, my God. And <laughs> she does it in a really cool way. And I was just crying at the idea that these boys were going to see that. Because I never saw that. And I didn't even know that that was something I needed to see or something I had wanted to see or something that I had even known that I hadn't seen. But it was so emotional and I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> no, I like this side of you, Sophie. I'm normally the feeling one. Literally, on the way to a festival recently, I was trying to do a nice thing for somebody and I was sort of going out of my way to sort of, you know, and I was emailing them and she was going, why are you doing that? And I said, oh, I just feel. And she went, stop feeling things. <laughs> And that became the sort of hashtag for the weekend was stop feeling things. So I am very moved that you were moved. But for those teenage boys, that would be nothing to yeah, go and see. It was just a movie. They just wanted to go yeah. see a comedy. The fact that it had three yeah. kick-ass women in it was four, mm. was not... Um, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. Whenever I see those men on Twitter going, this female Ghostbusters is ruining my childhood, I always think, my, I wasn't allowed to watch Ghostbusters because I was a Jehovah's Witness, so really that ruined my childhood. And more than this remake is probably capable of doing. I want you to troll trolls with that. I, You're well, saying I, uh, it ruins your childhood, ruins my childhood. Yeah, yeah. childhood ruiner. Um, I am kind of excited that this new generation coming up, that will just be their childhood. They'll go to the movies and it's just nothing to see four women on the screen mm, exactly. as the leads and to see the guy in the role of the assistant of the PA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this going to be... I'm a feminist, but I objectified the... What's his name? Chris... Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I objectified Chris Hemsworth all throughout Ghostbusters. Well, now I have to write a new one. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our next guest is a wonderful stand-up comedian and presenter and does all sorts of wonderful things. Please put your hands together for Ellie Taylor. Do you have an I'm a feminist but? Yes, I do actually. I'm a feminist but when it was the mayoral elections in London, I voted for Sadiq Khan and then the second choice I did was for the Women's Equality Party. And on the way home, I picked up my husband's dry cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh dear. Someone's got to pick it up. I know. Well, he does work hard and what do I do all day? So, you know. <laughs> about digital photography tonight now how often because you used to be a model didn't you i did yeah about 10 years ago about 10 years i, I retired yes so so did, well you've not retired you've become more things oh yeah like, oh i like that yeah we'll say that yeah, yeah that one <laughs> not not that i just stopped getting hired by amazing places like georgia asda that's 
<laughs> I was very lowbrow. I was really, really was, yeah. George and Asda is going to come, like, banging on your door within 12 months, begging you to return, I would imagine. Well, not if Matalan get there first. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 10 years ago is long enough ago, I think, that it, we weren't all doing Instagram. And no, not at all. Facebook didn't... I don't think Facebook had photos 10 years ago. What year was that? 2006? They might have just. I think I joined Facebook in 2006. Yeah, yeah, I think around that time. But it was more like fish tanks and drawings on the wall and things. I don't, you, you're looking at me like you don't remember this era. Yeah, I've... Fish tanks? On, yeah, what? Don't you on that? Facebook? So you'd have a little fish tank on your fun wall and then people could put fish in it. A fun remember? wall? Don't you remember the fun wall? <laughs> I was not there at... Thank you! <laughs> Thank you. There was definitely a fun wall and people could doodle on each other's walls and things. It was a very different game, Facebook, oh. back then. But I, the photos didn't come in for a while and it certainly wasn't a place where you shared photos of the party while you were still at the party. Mm. What about MySpace? Did MySpace so literally did nothing ever for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it, there wasn't, it, wasn't, it had no function ever, and that was the problem with it. It was just you collected friends and then they'd forgotten to put in a function for what those friends could do. Um, but so, so it was 10 years ago. So when mm. you were modelling... Presumably, the photos that you saw that the photographer took yeah. were the photos you saw of yourself other than those ones that we just took. Yeah, so I suppose so, yeah. So, I mean, if one had digital cameras in those days, no one had fat cameras on their phones. But there was nothing to do with them, was there? Not really. It was really awkward because no. you'd go, oh, brilliant, I took all these great photos the other night. Good, where are they? In the back of my camera. Yeah. Can you get them out? Not really. No, they just live there. That's where they yeah. live. Yeah, so yeah. to show someone the photos from the party, you'd have to go... Uh, and they were just terrible little photos. And before we'd worked out how to share them, it was rubbish era. It was a good era when we printed them out. Yeah. And went to the chemist, and you had to wait for them. That was a bit of a I used to work at the Boots photo counter, so I've been all involved in the photo process, guys. <laughs> really? You've been on both sides of the camera. I really get, have, you yeah. You to see them. Everyone's yeah, you have to check them for quality <gasps> what control. What was the weirdest thing you've seen? We saw some rude ones that were too rude to give back to people. That was always really exciting. What? what? I think that was a crime. So rude you had to keep them. So yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that being a snappy snap slogan. <laughs> so you were on that side of it where you actually developed film. Yeah. And... <laughs> Thank you, you sound Victorian. <laughs> so you used to stand with your head under a cloth. Yeah. People would sit very still for four hours. Absolutely. Um, and, so, and then you were a model, and now you presumably participate, because you're a comedian, yeah. in this constant yes. photographing of yourself at good yes. angles. Yes. Have you, as a woman, have you noticed any difference in how you feel about yourself or how you think women are perceived? I think it just adds a whole lot of pressure to women. I was thinking about this earlier. So I was thinking when I went on a little girl's holiday last year and we went to a pool for a day and me and my friends decided we were going to do a no photo policy because everyone just didn't want to have the pressure I think of you know breathing in in a bikini but isn't that weird that you have to do it to sort of really relax we had to sort of put that out there specifically that's a lot of pressure on women that going on holidays together that you don't just want those sort of fun smiley photos it doesn't really matter how you look can't we just enjoy those photos where we look like a squirrel on a bridge <laughs> and not judge ourselves and not be looking at ourselves that we have to look like a model in every shot? Yes. I mean, the answer is yes, we can. Like, it's, it takes a while to go through the process of learning to truly believe that you're beautiful no matter what and in every single angle and all of those things. I don't think we should just accept it. I think we should work towards that. And I know it's difficult, but maybe digital photography, maybe selfies and the fact that we have cameras everywhere could actually help that because mm. we're able to go right this is how i look and we can basically just know that all the time yes i'm still thinking about deleting that photo though <laughs> <laughs> actually probably to change myself and my view i should probably leave it up 
and I should probably just leave it there as a matter of record. But it's not about where it is. It's about what's going on in your head when you look at it. Yeah, but don't you build up a resistance by doing things like that? But that depends if you're going to um, depend on people's comments and people's reactions. You said you wanted to check how many likes you had in the comments, but it well, doesn't... I was just, I was just interested. It <laughs> wasn't was my main sort of validation, but it was just like, I just thought, oh, it'll be interesting to see. You know how babies are all beautiful? But there are, like, <laughs> every, like, thousandth baby you see, you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yes. <laughs> right? It's kind of, I think it's like that with people. Most people are beautiful and gorgeous, and there's so few people. I don't think I would look at a single person in this audience and think they weren't beautiful. Well, let's line up and find out. <laughs> what I find interesting is that I think, like, on Instagram, Instagram is my favourite of all the social media. Because I, I think I'm quite a visual person. I really like images. I like looking at that kind of thing. But what I find sort of depressing is that the things that I put up on my Instagram feed, the most likes will always be a really self-indulgent selfie of me looking really nice with, you know, and the angles are perfect and my hair looks great and my eyebrows are on fleck. Like, all of that, that gets the most likes. <laughs> but um, sometimes what because I feel if I have been too self-indulgent with really pretty selfies of myself I will deliberately put an sort of an ugly one in inverted mm-hmm. commas if you'd like uh, you know the next day to like counteract it yeah no, I I really... do, yeah I do the same thing I... but do you think that's well, that's quite weird isn't it that we have you feel like you need to sort of undercut no, yourself think, in a no, way I'm not, for me it's not undercutting myself for me it's all the people watching you know, I've started putting pictures up where I show my stomach, which right. is, uh, was like six months ago. I would never have dreamt of doing that. But that's in order for... People always talk about how this reality is being a bit broken down because we choose the angles sure. ourselves. Sure. So I, when I put up photos of me looking like I'm not supposed to by society, whatever, it's to show people looking that this isn't how the real world looks. Yeah. Like, this is okay. <laughs> I never do that. I never put up bad photos. Do you never? Shop. No. I no. Put, and I, I see people doing it and I admire them for it. I, and I will continue to do that. I put one up of me um, and I'd slept with wet hair. So my hair was like, I was like Bon Jovi from the 80s. And I put it up and I thought it was hilarious. And someone wrote, you're so brave. Oh! <laughs> Can I tell you a statistic about that? Because I did a bit of research. Go for it. Stanford computer scientist Dr. Andre Kapathy surveyed a huge range of photos examining the number of likes each selfie got. He then divided that number by the number of followers, blah, blah, blah. He then developed a computer program that determined a few of the primary characteristics found in most the most successful selfies. If you're a woman, your most liked selfies will likely obey the rule of thirds. The face only takes up a third of the image. Feature your face at the centre or the top, showcase long hair, use a filter and have a border. If you're a man... There's no point posting a selfie. Kapathy's network found not a single man among the top 100 selfies of their study. It's basically men's selfies are not liked. But here's an interesting one. Here's the kicker. Men tend to search more for online tips on how to achieve the perfect selfie. So, yes, wow. men are sitting around. People are shocked by this, aren't they? They're shocked by this. Men are sitting around. Doug is sitting around all day going, oh, oh, what's the perfect selfie? How do I take it? Go again. And nobody's ever going to care because the only selfies they like are female selfies. Isn't that interesting? That makes sense, doesn't it? I get, Whereas, I get more likes on the photos that are filtered and from an up angle and... Than I do when I know that I'm putting up a photo where I don't look objectively how you're meant to look, which annoys me so much. Yeah, I again haven't really put up any of those, but I <laughs> I just don't know. I always see it when I'm when people do it, and I go, you know, when people kind of put up photos of themselves going, eh, and I go, mm, 
Uh, Why? Why? Is oh, well, I know I love seeing pitfalls of other people right. like that. No, I do. I find it funny and amusing, and I think they look great. I think they look cute. I think they look funny. I don't judge them for looking like that, but I just don't have that kind of bravery. I think around. Oh, you're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I am a hero. I know. I, I don't know what it is. I suppose I should do a series as an extra challenge. This is a challenge on a challenge. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. Um, uh, not now, obviously. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. What's, what's your least favourite angle? Uh, see, already I'm going, I'm going to do this myself, because I don't trust you. <laughs> um, can, can I ask you a question? People born after 1980 will take an estimated how many selfies in their lifetime, do you reckon? A lifetime? Mm. Oh, God. We don't know that yet, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Estimated. This is not if you die young. Twenty thousand. Uh, oh, I mean, is that the, the one published? Yeah, or you is were, including you were, all the. You are incredibly on the money. Twenty-five thousand. Estimated twenty-five thousand. That's incredible. And I think that sounds quite low, given how much people photograph themselves now. But actually, do you think doing that twenty-five thousand times it is actually high, isn't it? Like, I always think I don't take that many selfies to get the one picture that I like. And do you ever do it where you click back into your gallery and the whole page is just the same shot, but just slight variations? Oh, it's so yeah. it's horrific. And you just—I didn't realize quite how vain I got in that moment. I know. I've often put up that photo. I've taken a screenshot oh. <laughs> of the twenty different photos of my face because that's kind of the same thing of going. Instead of saying, oh, look, here's my double chin, you go, here's me being vain. Look at how many photos there are. And now you get to see all of them because, you know. Mm. I mean, it, mm, it's a, mm. uh, okay, I'm going to tell you some factoids. Mm-hmm. 47% of people think it's okay to take a selfie during childbirth. <laughs> 47%. Mm. I just thought, oh, then I thought, oh, I'd probably do that. Would you? <laughs> Not like, do you like... Not during that bit, but in the early throws, probably. A selfie? Yeah. Like, late the last bloody ages, didn't it? You should ask the doctor to take a photo so you get the whole... (laughs) No cameras. Guess what percentage of people think it's okay to take a selfie during sex? Oh. Someone said zero. Do I hear an advance on zero? It's not zero. 20. 30. 30%, 30%, you are correct. 30% people think it's okay. I mean, I don't know if there's any restrictions, like if you're on top or... I, I mean, you'd, you'd, oh you'd ask. Oh, my God. You'd ask. You'd ask first. Hey, is it okay if I uh, <laughs> just block your face with my I'm phone? Not, not. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm taking a selfie. That's why I'm blocking your face with my phone. <laughs> I think sex should have the same rules as Ellie's Holidays. No, you just keep talking. <laughs> and girls only. <laughs> <laughs> we have some questions from the audience. Over There's a chap there. up the back. What's your name? Sam. Hello, Sam. Kind of two things. Firstly, with the Instagram selfies thing, the thing I notice because I do it and then unfollow them and then follow them again because I'm shallow is all the hot guys, really nice bodies. They all get loads and loads of likes. The gym bunnies with the abs and all the rest of it. They weren't in the top 100, no. though, Sam. But I'm, not sure, I'm not saying they don't get any. No, I'm, no, but I'm just saying, certainly in the gay community, that's kind of like a really big thing, which is a bit weird and not great. Because I, I don't have abs. Um, but the, the actual question was, um, any of you on either your publicity or when you were a model, have you ever had anything that's been digitally altered? Fuck um, Yes. And is that, is that something that you've liked or is that something that you kind of have 
wanted them not to oh, do. Oh, okay. I haven't thought they've changed anything really because I don't think... I mean, when they see me, they see a, a fat woman and I don't think... I think it, people would notice if they made me skinny. <laughs> but I did see a close-up on one of my press photos recently and they removed... I have like a little birthmark, a teeny tiny birthmark, and they removed it. And that made me so sad and so angry. I wrote it down and said, from now on, whenever someone takes a photo, I'm going to tell them that they're not removing any what they would call mistakes. I've, I've had photos photoshopped, but recently I had a photographer who was doing, you know, she does a lot of sort of glossy magazine stuff, and she photoshopped it so that I looked like a very young American woman. <laughs> and I went, mm, no, no one's buying that, no one's believing that. Like, my teeth were so white, and I had no lines at all or anything like that. And I, I like a mild touch-up, I'll be honest with you, because if, the, the po- if it's going to be poster size... Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, people are going to walk up past your poster in Edinburgh, mm. and my face is going to be bigger than my actual face. <laughs> and so all of the pores and everything, they're going to be larger than they actually oh, they're are. they're going to think the pores are real. <laughs> but I just don't oh, need no. them to be larger than normal. <laughs> I don't like anything that makes me look not like me. I want to look like me. Yeah. But just on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, I've had stuff done, like face stuff done before, and it's been so wiped out, so there's no sort of no depth to your face you just become sort of 1D in a way so I didn't like that not One Direction I mean no <laughs> I suddenly turned into Harry Styles um, but I think um, body wise I'm sure when I was modelling they probably did bits and bobs I'd like to think nowadays if I had a, like a full body one done I wouldn't want them to do it but then if they you know oh it'd be quite I can imagine it it would be very tempting Kate Winslet complained I remember that do you yeah, remember that? yeah. She, was t- she was photographed by FHM or somebody and they made her legs look really, really long. And she just said, my legs are absolutely fine. Like, I'm a movie star. Like, if you're going to do this to my legs, how's everyone else meant to feel? And she went on chat shows and basically said, that's the real picture and that's the Photoshop picture. Doesn't the real picture look brilliant? Mm-hmm. You're making a rod for your own back, yeah. actually, making your photographs too good. Because mm-hmm. then you turn up and you're just a big disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, you're looking right at me as you say that. <laughs> You would be a relief. Like, yeah, I know. So you know I do when you see when you follow someone on social media and then you meet them in real life, it sounds like I'm a stalker. That's because I am. And then, and then you're like, oh, they're human. Oh, that's good. Because I thought oh. they were this weirdly always black and white person. That, oh, they have colour. No, I do so women. Have you ever had to unfollow somebody because of how they look on Instagram? I started following Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, who is a beautiful, beautiful British model. And I got so depressed by looking at all her amazing pictures of her looking fabulous in underwear. It was altering my mood when I saw the pictures, so I stopped following her. I've heard of this phenomenon. I, I, <laughs> I, I do it with, she's a pop star, Selena Gomez. Gomez. Yeah, so I, I don't know why, but I started following her on Snapchat. <laughs> and it made me so depressed because she... <laughs> This sounds stupid because she always had so much fun. <laughs> she was always partying and like her friends were like, Wah! and I was like, oh God, that makes me feel like I should be partying more and I don't want to go to parties. <laughs> so I get it, but in another sense. Another context, yeah. Just generally that sort of, I'm having a wonderful time in underwear. Uh, it's, it, it's a lot of pressure because actually, of course, those people aren't having a lot of wonderful times in underwear. They mm. are just weeping into a pillow like everyone else. Oh, can we... Okay, close your eyes. Go, mmm, if you've ever hated a photo of yourself. Hated, like really hated. Okay, go, mmm, if you've ever really, really hated in the same degree as before someone else's photo. 
Oh. Wow, that's interesting. So we all hate pictures of ourselves, but we actually don't hate pictures of other people. That's so interesting, Sophie. But we also have to remember, none of them saw that horrible, horrible profile <laughs> photo. <laughs> has yet seen the picture of me on a bridge with my name <laughs> looking like a squirrel. We'll Instagram it. No, we're not going to Instagram it. There's limits. Oh my God, are you Instagramming things without my permission? You should put a filter on it. It's fine. Don't oh. worry. <laughs> Ellis, do you have anything to plug? Depending when this goes out, I may be on tour. Yay! Yay! Um, my show is called Infidelity. My name's Ellie Infidelity. Always good when you have to explain a pun. Um, <laughs> and I'm on tour in the autumn and winter around the UK, so come along. Is it in fact about you being unfaithful? It's about being married and wishing I'd slept with more people. Oh, I totally get that. Do you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Deborah, do you have anything else to plan? <laughs> Apart from your, I don't know, willingness? Apart from my desire to sleep with more people. Um, in the past. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm also going on to... <laughs> oh, uh, at the same time, uh, same venue as well. We're going to stand right next to each other. <laughs> no, uh, I have a new show called Shimmer Shatter. I'm going to be doing it in, uh, in Edinburgh, and I'm going to take it on tour. It's going to Denmark in February, and uh, hopefully other bits and bobs of Europe. If you're in Europe and you want me to do it there, please let me know so I can set up a show, hopefully. Maybe it's a show about not being able to function around people. And uh, Oh, and... I'd like to plug this podcast that we're doing because uh, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram where I will hopefully put up... Yes, I will put up the photo of Deborah and other photos that I've taken of her while she sleeps. And, <laughs> and follow us on Twitter at guiltfempod and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And or leave however many oh, stars you think it's worth. Five. 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 Or five. how many stars do you think it's worth, Doug? Five, yes. Well done, Doug. Thank you. But see how nice it is when Doug comes to shows and gives stars of his own volition. Um, Hashtag feminism. <laughs> you have been listening to The Guilty Feminist. <laughs> Doug, what was my stand-up worth, by the way, in terms of merchandise from the Tate? Uh, big framed print. Oh, thank you very much. Or canvas. Which you or canvas, whichever I prefer. Nice work, Doug. <laughs> I presume this comes with a follow-up offer of an actual print. Does it? Ooh. Wow. I love that. Arty and corrupt. Um, <laughs>